Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda Hyundai. I am your host, Phil Skywalker Skill. Y'all can't let me live. Had to be at, at, at the show last night. Coming up today, man, we got another watch list. That's right. We're bringing back the list. I got about five or so things to keep our eyes on for week three of OTAs. You're probably like, well, practice has probably started. Sure, sure, sure. But the media will be available to go and participate and watch and give us the tweets, give us the videos if they can, which usually they're not. But nonetheless, we'll get an update. So something to keep an eye on if you are on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, ask Skywalker still, and follow all of the wonderful reporters in Dallas uh, that gives us all the updates. So got a, you know, about five or so different things to keep an eye out on. I'll change that date here in a second, too. And uh, other than that, though, we're going to get into the roundup, which <laughs> the Rams are being the Rams. We'll talk about that. Other than that, man, we are going to be very brief today. I know I always say that, and I probably... <laughs> I promise you, I don't think it's going to be that long unless y'all make it long. And uh, that's completely up to you. So 351-999-3787 is the call in line. If you want to join the show, you can. You absolutely can. Uh, PZ says, Sky, aren't you the media? No. No, I am not. We are independent media, uh, but we, I am not the media uh, yet. I, I, there's, a very, there's a very real chance that that could happen. And if so, hopefully we're able to change the game a little bit and give y'all a different take on some things um, or, or you know, ask different questions. Some things I want to know that they just don't get asked down there. Me personally, nah, I don't care if they take – they say, hey, you got to get out of here. You can't talk no more. Cool. I come right back on YouTube and talk to y'all the, the same way I'm doing it. So uh, I just want to know some things. That's all, Jerry. That's all. But shout-out to the Bomb Squad in the building. Bomb Squad! I see y'all. I see y'all. What's good, bro? Lee in the building. TC915, Professor O, Toxic Tom, Big H, Lamitra, PZ, Kel, Mark Smith, Rory, my other bro was good. KO, uh, Antoine Swain, Adam Mack, Mackenzie, two times, two times. Marcelo B, uh, Alpha Mason, C Nick, Stephen White, Mike Harris. Y'all are deep up here early. Okay. I like it. I like it. 68 1 boy. I thought I saw, yeah, Big Sarge. Matish was good. Uh, who? Mac Jones. Mr. Woods in the building, C. Burleson, Henry Lee, Jesse Foss, uh, C. Nix, James, Mar. Y'all deep over here on YouTube. If I missed you, my apologies. Let me get on Facebook. Joe T., Todd Cook, Peter Rizzo. Do we got C.J. Richards in the building yet? He usually come through. What's good, Todd Cook? Uh, that's about Chuck Peters, Chuck P. We got E. Montgomery over here on Facebook as well. Salute to y'all on Facebook if you can. Go ahead and share this thing as well on YouTube. Share this thing if you can. Uh, let me fix this date because it's going to bug me. Y'all know how I am. Y'all know how I am. And see, I, I see y'all in here starting stuff already, man. Uh, uh, Professor O and Toxic Tom talking about my picture with. Um, there we go. Fixed. My picture with uh, Jane Slater. You had to be at the show yesterday with the, at the volume. I can't really go into details how wild y'all were yesterday. Hilarious show. Uh, one for the ages. One for the ages. 
But no, man, it was a professional picture. It was cool. I, I've met Jane before. It's not the first time I met Jane. It's just that I got a chance to actually talk to her. I talked to Chill, and I saw Dave. That's my guy down there. D210 was there. Talked to a lot of media. I just took a picture with Jane. It's Jane Slater. She's Cowboys Media Royalty. What y'all want me to do, man? What y'all want me to do? Uh, Alpha said Vach was hurt. <laughs> Shout out to my bro, Vach. Absolutely fantastic show, man. Fantastic show. Uh, Jack Bynum, that tape. Listen, man, I might go back and watch it after we done. That show That show was hilarious. Hilarious. But all right, let's hit this roundup. Not a whole lot in the roundup. There is some Cowboys update, if you want to call it that. We, we knew this was going to happen, but in regards to Jason, Jason, Jake Ferguson. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about that contract that the Rams just gave out. Another one and tie it back into us. So stick around. Let's do this thing. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. Queen's call was hilarious. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. The more than just a fitness club, they provide the tools, support, and resources you need to achieve your goals. Like we always say here, strive for progress, not perfection. Your fitness goals not accomplished with one workout. You got to progress towards those goals, and you can do so with, tex- with Texas Family Fitness. They now have 13 different locations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so check any of them out or hit up TexasFamilyFitness.com. So, Jake Ferguson is the last draft pick to, to sign his, his deal. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. The, the third and fourth round picks, the new CBA, there's always this wiggle room where they, they can have a little bit of negotiations and it takes a little bit longer. Uh, well, it finally got done, and that's good because if he hadn't signed as we head into training camp, he wouldn't have counted against the roster. But I think it's kind of ironic a little bit, maybe funny, a little chuckle. That Jake Ferguson's deal gets done when Dalton Schultz decides to hold out. I mean, th- th- those two things don't mean any, you know, they don't correlate. It, it is what it is. I just think it's, it's ironic, you know? You know what? Dalton going? Hey, Jerry, come here. I'm going to put pen to paper real quick. I am. We'll talk a little bit more about Jake Ferguson later. I'll play a little clip from uh, Bobby Belt. Uh, where he kind of gives an update on his progression in the depth chart. But the Rams are at it again. Cooper Cup, deservingly so, by the way. He had the Triple Crown last year, led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Fantastic year. He signed a three-year, $80 million extension, which... In total, for the rest of his deal that he has already, is five years, $110 million through 2026. He gets a $75 million, $75 million guarantee. That $75 million guaranteed is now the highest guaranteed ever given to an NFL wide receiver or non-quarterback offensive player just i just 
you know, I just think the Rams go about business effortlessly. They literally broke their own record <laughs> two days later. Probably, what are you talking about? Aaron Donald got the highest non-quarterback guarantee ever. And then two days later, the same team gives it to the other side of the ball in Cooper Cup. And we didn't hear a whisper about arguing. We didn't hear nothing. In fact, Aaron Donald gave you, he gave you some material to say, yo, there, there's, hey, man, there's an issue in L.A. with Aaron Donald. He's talking about retiring. Oh, nope. Nothing. Nothing came out. We just let it, we just let it chill. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Donald gets to the highest contract ever. Two days later, Cooper Cup gets the highest contract ever. No slandering, no nothing. Just business as usual. That is this, mor- this morning's roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Why, why, can't, why can't Dallas just do that? Why is it always a fight? There was a tweet that was on, uh, I saw on Twitter that I thought was hilarious, but it, one of those like, it was hilarious, but it hurt at the same time because this is what the Cowboys do. It says, one, play hardball. Two, other team resets the market at the position. Three, continue to play hardball with no contingency plan. Four, pay the player more than the originally asked price. That's the Cowboys for you. You don't believe me? I mean, this is this is just normal negotiation tactics for Dallas. Demarcus Lawrence. All my life I had to fight for his contract. Dak Prescott. All my life I had to fight for his contract. Des Bryant. Randy Gregory. Hell, Ezekiel Elliott, even though I that's one of those situations where Zeke, hey man, he just made a great business decision to hold out because he saw what was happening. But you know, it is always a a fight. With this organization. Meanwhile, the Super Bowl champs just like, yeah, record deal. Here you go. Record deal. Here you go. Matt Stafford, here you go. So, I don't know, man. I don't think things are going to really change with Steven. It's just one of those things you have to accept, right? And, I mean, hell, I didn't even bring up Dalton Schultz. You know, he's about to be fighting for his situation as well. But, that again, that's on Dallas. Why the hell would you franchise tag Dalton Schultz? I don't really get it, but... That's on you, man. And then what that does is, and I meant to pull up this, this audio, but what that does is it sets a precedent for your team and not only your team, your team players, but the rest of the league. Other players see this. Your own players see it. Demarcus Lawrence spilt the beans. He really probably wasn't supposed to, but he spilt the beans. Steven Jones does not like having to pay these guys. And if I had to guess, I don't think he really wants to, at least not at the prices anywhere close to what they asked for, like anywhere close. There's that good cop, bad cop play, right, with Jerry Jones and and Stephen Jones, whereas Jerry eventually comes in and he's like, oh, I'll save the day and I'll I'll pay the piper or what have you. It's just a it's it's really annoying. Uh, and I'm not saying you pay every single last player top dollar break the bank money 
Um, but you just don't. It's just interesting. You don't hear this type of stuff coming out of L.A. when they're giving record-breaking deals. You don't hear uh, whatever for Aaron Donald or whatever for Cooper Cup. It just happens. It's frustrating. So we'll see if we can overcome that, man. We'll see. So talking about in here, uh, we got my guy B Bird coming through early. Let's get B Bird in here before we get to our list. What's up, OG? What's up, guy? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just it's Thursday. We have day out of Friday. Feeling good about today's show, and I get to talk to my OG, man. What's up with you? Well, when they when they signed that uh, when when um, Cooper Cup signed a three year, eighty million dollars uh, contract. <laughs> After I just talked about the Rams the other day, man, it just kind of – I just shook my head and just said, yeah, that's it. they're just doing what they do. Just but one business. thing I wanted to – I just wanted to talk about, man, a couple of things was um, that those guys made no noise. They didn't throw anyone under the bus. They just went out and, and paid the players, man. And, and what those guys do is identify difference makers and go get them. Now, whether that's their own difference maker or uh, Jalen Ramsey – but what they're saying is that we can get some guys here that, that are just, you know, different than everybody else. And, and y'all can play around with these guys, but we're going to sign them and put them on our football team. Now, let me let me say this. I want to clarify this because I think the Rams, it's not that they're they're just a cut above everyone else because they're not. Now, I did see someone the other day say, mentioned that, hey, they were an interception away. But they were an interception away, um, a dropped interception away in a championship game. So, you know, you know, hey, you got to get there, and the luck, you know, happens for you. But one of the things I want to say about those guys is, Scott, we talked about this before. They're doing this thing out of necessity. So think about this. Todd, Todd Gurley signed a contract, and it was a record contract. But one of the things I thought about was is that the Rams are going back to L.A., and it's so much competition for the attention of the L.A. people. Uh, you have the Dodgers, you have the, the Lakers, and you have uh, – the beaches, you have the beautiful women and people, then you have uh, Hollywood. It's so much to compete for the dollars, and that's Gus is why you go to the they go to the games, man, and they're a great team, and there's still more 49er fans there. You know what I'm saying? There's still more, you know, other fans still come to the stadium because they have to win a certain way. It's no different than the Lakers, man. I always thought about this when the, when the, when the Spurs were winning championship in the boring style. The Lakers wouldn't want to win that way. The Lakers have a certain style they want to win because they have to attract people there. There, Miami, places like that, they have a short attention span. If you're not winning, they're not coming. They're not coming out to see you. So, what the Rams know is that we have to win. We can't be mediocre in LA. This stadium will be empty if that's the case. Well, the thing about it is, it's necessity. They need to do these things. Because, remember, the GM will get fired, coaches will get fired, and all those things happen. Now we go to the Cowboys, it's just not a need. There's no necessity to go do these things, to still make money, to still get people in. And, and that's what the issue is. So when I talked about the Rams the other day, it wasn't necessarily just about their front office, but it's about the front office urgency to win, urgency to win right now. And they know they have to do it in that market, man. And so when I look at them doing that, that, that's a great thing. That's what our front office has a lack of urgency. We're looking for 2026, looking at contracts down the road, because why? Jerry ain't getting fired and Steven ain't getting fired, no matter what happens. So they can look at a long-term projection of how this thing is going to go. 
uh, again, I said before, I, I've copied up, um, Neil C. Stephen Jones runs this, this, this place like an accountant. He doesn't have to worry about much winning or anything like that. He's got to worry about counting the money, man. But so when I see the Rams doing this, the, 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 it's an urgency there for them to stay relevant in that area. Also, but the but the end point for the fans is they win because they got to put they have to put a good product on the field. The Cowboys don't really have to put a product good product on the field. They don't have to go all in, so they don't, man. And so I just wanted to call and just 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 tell you about that, man. Oh, one other thing too, and if you think about this, they had a young quarterback in Jared Goff. Those guys just basically said, now he was falling off, but they, you know, most teams would be like, man, we got a first round draft pick into this guy and. And man, we got to we got to give it all we can to put all. No, they said no. You're not good enough. We're going to get Matthew Stafford, a guy that's already proven to be able to throw the ball around, and we're going to trade you and trade some other draft picks. And get, no other team. It's not many teams that would have done that, man. And I know our team wouldn't have done it. So it's just like I just love the aggressive nature, uh, and the reason why they're aggressive because they have to be. Our team does not have to be aggressive, man. It's not, just with and, uh, Jared Goff it's not just with Jared Goff either. It's not just with Jared Goff. They got rid of Brandon Cooks. Yeah. They got rid of Sue. They got rid of Atib Tlaib. Oh, they, got rid, they got rid of Gurley. They got they they don't yeah. stand still. So you know it's no, nah, they don't stand still, man. Yeah, and and you and the thing about it, let me let me say this. I think me and you echoed this before. Look, I'd rather you try and fail yep. than not try at all. And so what it is is so. So people will say, well, if they'd have signed this guy and he'd have been a bust, then y'all would have said, no, I wouldn't have. I, no, I, not me. I applaud the effort. <laughs> not me. I applaud the effort, man. And, and I'll tell you this, man. My, my daughter, uh, what's the softball story again? But my daughter, early on, man, she would shy away from, like eight, eight years, she'd shy away from pop flies. And what it was, she didn't want to miss it and didn't want to do anything. So she said, I just won't even go to it and attempt it, right? So what I pulled it to the side, I said, you know, I said, my daughter's Madison. I said, Madison, all, I, all I'm going to do is ask mom, and I'm at the game, but I'm not at the game, is did you give a real good effort to it, and did you try real hard? I don't care if you, I don't care about the results. I said, if you drop it, you drop it. I said, but if you just give me a hard effort to the ball and then try, then I'm, I'm good with that. Well, after the game, she called all excited. Dad, I caught two pop flies. I said, I know you would. And what it was is if, if you try real hard, got in position, I knew you'd do it, but I had to get you to get there. You see what I'm saying? And to get there and try. I knew you can do it. You didn't have confidence in yourself. But what I'm trying to say is to try, man. That's all, that's all I care about. ain't nobody pushing Stephen Jones to do that. That's the problem. No. And, and the only guy that you no. would think could do that is Steve is Jerry. And come on, let's just be real. His power has been circumvented by Stephen Jones, if we're keeping it Yeah. Game. Yeah, he done backed off that whole thing. And this is Stephen Jones' show. That's why when I talk to people and they say, well, Jerry is and Jerry that, I say, y'all really not in tune with what's going on. Steven has taken over this thing. Jerry is a wildcatter, man. He would go after guys, you know, back in the day. He was trying to win, man. And so even when he tried to win and it failed, you know, I was like, hats off to you. At least you tried, man. That's what we, as, as fans, that's all we care about is that you're trying to win. Right now, here's the deal. Take the Rams offseason and take our offseason. Which one you think reflects a team that, that got knocked out, upset in the first round of playoffs, and which one reflects the Super Bowl? Well, it seems like it's almost flipped if you look at it. I see the what you're Rams saying. You're saying because the Rams is, is getting – yeah, they're, they're going out and getting the, the Robinsons of the worlds and making these extensions yeah. with their guys and the Cowboys. And uh, getting, what's, the, what's the linebacker from uh, Seattle? I forget his name. Wagner. Sorry. Yeah. 
Wagner. They, they, they're making moves like that. They're making their team better. They've had a – it's no reason why we got upset in the first round of, in the playoffs and the Super Bowl champions are more aggressive in the offseason than we are. It's in their DNA. That, that makes no sense. It's, it, and that's why we're going to be – It makes man. sense. Right it on. makes sense because that's who the Rams are. That's what I mean when I talk about organizational philosophy, organizational DNA. Go look at the, the Ravens, the, the Rams, the Niners. They have a philosophy, right? And for the most part, a lot of their philosophy has has been worked to either be champions, get to the championship game, or be successful over a long period of time. Where Dallas, what is the what is the philosophy that's worked? Drafting? Okay, you can draft. What else? Because <laughs> that's not going to yeah. get it done. Because it's not going to get it done. And the thing about uh, you can't just have one phase that you're great in. You have to start looking at other phases to to, to to form this roster, man. And these teams and, and the Rams are really opposite. They don't care much about the draft. They care well, about yeah. guys that have already proven that they can do it on a level, and, and, and that's what they care about. It could be a mix of that. But the problem is, is that Steven won't even dabble into free agency. You know what I'm saying? And, and talking about, we're talking about first day, second day free agency. We're not talking about three months later on free agency. And so that, that's where I, I have an issue with them because it seems to me that they're not trying. I think they're building their team to win the NF, NFC East again, but that's not good enough because we did that last year. Because the teams that you're going to have to beat, we went 6-5 and five against last year. Those are playoffs. I think we went – no, we went less than that against playoff teams. But that's who we're going to have to play in the playoffs, man. We've got to play really tough teams in the playoffs. But you're building this team – to be Washington, Philadelphia, and, and that's okay. It was okay in the 90s because those were Super Bowl type teams. If you built yourself, you built your team up to beat uh, New York, Philadelphia, and um, uh, Washington back in the days, then you're probably going to be able to compete with everybody else. That's not the case right now. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to build our team, man. We, we had to have our eyes on the Tampa Bay's the uh, Rams and, and, and the uh, Arizona, those kind of people up there, that's, that's what we have to have our eyes set on. That's what we used to do, saying, who's the best? Who won the Super Bowl? We want to be better than them. How can we get better than them? we got to get more players. That's why this roster should have been stacked on top this year instead of getting rid of Cooper. And now we're looking at Cooper's contract saying, like, wow, we could have restructured this guy and, you know what I'm saying, and kept him because that's the same thing the Browns did. And so we should have just stacked on top. If you're trying to win, you add to this roster. That's what I said. You don't take away and, and, and go back and forth with the thing. And, and now we're now saying our wide receiver uh, room is not as good as it was last year. But that's not, what what's going to happen is we'll win. I still think that we're, we're the best in the East. We'll win the East. And then it's going to satisfy a lot of fans. But we're trying to get to the ultimate goal, man, which is the Super Bowl. To me – NFC Championship is a goal. I mean, if we got there last year, I'd be like, hey, man, we're moving in the right direction. We got to the playoffs. I don't think we had a – to me, if you asked about our year last year, it wasn't successful. People said, well, 12-5. and five. Look at those wins, it's man. Kind of no. and, and, and not just that. Look at the playoffs and how we looked in the playoffs. Gosh. We looked discombobulated in the playoffs. That was domination, man, to be totally honest with you. Don't look at the final score. Everybody talk about the last play. Well, we had to get the ball in the end zone after that. Even we got the first down or the timeout or whatever or the spike ball. So what I'm saying is we, we, we are far away on this thing, man. And, and I think we're far away because we're not getting the people on this team that we need to get on. We, we're not stacking on top. We have no sense of urgency in the front office, man, because Steven and Jerry are not getting fired. The guys for the Rams know that if they don't fill seats, if they don't win, if they don't win, they don't fill seats. If they don't fill seats, they're gone. And so that, that's what they're working off of. Hey, 
those GMs have college funds to pay, mortgages, and all those kind of things. They're working for their job every year, not Steven. He can have a seven-year plan on this thing, man. I said hey, I, that months hey, I ago. I went on long enough, Scott. Yeah, yeah show over I now. I went on long enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you burn and stole the show. But you know, you know those, those rounds going to bring it out me, man. So I just had to, I had to let that let that off, man. I'm gonna talk to you later, brother. I'll All be right, listening. Man. All right. All right. I, yeah. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, this is all the same things that I've been saying since the season ended. And y'all killed me. Everybody, not y'all, not everybody, not everybody, because there's people like B Bird who, who who agree with me here. But when it was, it was tough to come on this show. It was tough. I told people straight up, hey, if you're here today, man, and then you're one of those rah rah guys that, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl, everything is fine. You ain't going to like this show because I'm about to go in and tell you why things aren't as pretty as you want it to be and why I don't expect things to change when it comes to free agency and what happened. Huh? We talked about how the pressure of these other teams, the general managers, as B. Bird said, there's pressure on these guys. Why do you think the, the Raiders are going out here and doing the things they do? Why do you think there's change in head coaches and whatnot from these other organizations? Because they got to win. Why do you think Tyreek Hill is in Miami? Bro, I got to win. He don't care about, oh, your cap's going to be messed up in five years. And I might not be here in five years. Stephen Jones, cushy. That's why he can talk about 2025's cap. He's not going anywhere. So, you know, I'm glad he reiterated it and I didn't have to, but that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Shoot, we might not even get to the list. We might say the list of tomorrow. Let's see what's up. It seems to be getting on. What's what's up? Uh, four oh seven. Let me see if I can save this now. Damn, I can't. Yeah, this is Damon. What's up, Damon? Damon. What's good? Huh? No, nah, I was I was doing the Cat Williams. I am a boy, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm just out here trying to keep it moving like a big girl on a tricycle, man. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's different. <laughs> What's up with you though? Not too much, man. Not too much. So yeah, man. What uh, I, man? The last caller was great, man. I think he took about three, four of my points. Shoot, be bird to that's the show. With. I could end the I show think, right yeah, now. I say, I he might have messed around and took your whole list. But, well, I ain't even get the list is actually about OTAs. What, what B Bird was talking about is something that we both share a very equal frustration with, and it's how they build this team. But but I digress. Man, okay, so I was thinking the same thing. Okay, so when I was thinking about it, man, it was like honestly, like uh, I mean Jerry, or I'm sorry, not Jerry, but Steven. It's like okay, think of the girl of your dreams, right? And you finally land a date with that girl of your dreams, and she's like, all right, we going out, get dressed to the nines, and we go to Ross, and we buy a button down. That's exactly how I feel that we that we treat our offseason. Every single year we say we want to date to the Super Bowl. We're gonna do whatever it is. We're gonna do whatever it takes to do it, and then we go to Ross and buy a button down. That is not about to impress nobody. Oh, go ahead, brother. My, my bad. <laughs> oh no, you good. But that's how I just feel, man. I just feel like I don't understand how like the Rams, just like the I don't understand where the Rams are getting this money from, man. I don't know if they're pulling it from our under couch cushion or or whatever it is they doing. But there's no reason that the Cowboys cannot manipulate the cap the way that the Rams do. And I know we're going to probably Rams this thing to death over the rest of the offseason, but it don't make sense, man. I just don't understand. We, we keep trying to build for three, four years down the road, but we ain't never been successful in this particular year. So 
Mm. I'm on board with everything, with everything the last caller was saying, man. I'm, I'm personally perplexed. I have no idea as to why we cannot manipulate this cat better, but it all comes down to the fact that nobody's afraid to get fired. They know they're sitting on billions. They know they will consider they will continue to grow billions, and then they'll pass it down to their kids, and their kids will continue to fuck the cap up. So it just kind of is what it is, man. Yeah. I, I wrote a tweet yesterday. I say it often on here a lot, but scared money don't make no money. If I ever go broke, I'm going to take your money. And that's what Meek Mill Bro, said, but I, but I feel like that's how Les Snead operates. <laughs> like, Les Snead ain't scared. I mean, their owner Bro, ain't Snead, scared. You know what Les Snead is? Les Snead is that cat that moves weight. <laughs> that man that man don't care about the prices. He don't care about nothing. He know he's going to make his money on the back end, bro. The, the last caller was exactly right. They got to worry about filling those seats. They ain't got to worry. I mean, look at the Cowboys. We got the best presence on YouTube. Honestly. We got the best presence on Twitter. We got the best presence on just regular daytime TV. We in the A block of every single morning show. We don't need to do anything. People going to watch regardless. I forget what conference. Oh, it was on Watch Show. Somebody was like, you know, the Jerry Jones situation about uh, winning not being number one. I said, I totally get the argument because when you have ownership intertwined with football operations, at the end of the day, if you're an owner of the business, what's your number one responsibility of a business as an owner? Be profitable. There we go. So, I mean, that's just, that's fair. It's a fair complaint. Like, you can't get mad at people for believing that because not too many owners are intertwined in, in football operations in this league like that. And the one owner who was opposite of Jerry Jones, guess what he did? He said, you know what, man, listen, I'm getting old. This yep. ain't it. This ain't working. Let me fall back. And what happened two years later? They end the damn Super Bowl. I, yep, that's not a coincidence. That ain't a coincidence. I would love, I would, you know what I would love, man, ultimately, I would love if they would just give Will McClay the keys. You know what I'm saying? Just let just give Will McClay the keys, man, and 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 live and die with it. He yep. ain't done nothing but show us that he's consistent. Give him the keys. Put some put some people in there who are afraid to lose their job, who are afraid to get fired. Tell you what, though, and I guarantee you, we will make those moves. I'm wondering. And I just just throwing stuff out there. I'm wondering if Will is at the point now where it's like, hold on, wait a minute. I can get all the love and none wait, of the none of, and none of the hate by just kicking back, <laughs> chilling. Oh, cool. I don't need Yo, to be the general manager, fam. Pay hey, me like you know one. What? Keep your dumbass title, and I'm going to just sit back here and chill and watch y'all fail, and I'm going to collect this check. Yo, who was, the, who was the backup quarterback? Who was the backup quarterback for Brett Favre for all them years, man? I can't remember who it was. That them. man had the, greatest, had the greatest job in the world. Never had to touch the field. Got paid and, and, and kept going deep in the playoffs every single year. That's exactly what Will McClay is doing right now. Yeah. So if I was Will, I, I'd just be like, hey, listen, I'm good. That's why he ain't moved the last couple of years, man. He just keeps taking a nice little pay bump. Keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep, stay out the way. And we only talk to him when it's draft season. Facts. Hey, Damon, appreciate the but call. I'm going to get on brother. out the way, man. I'm going to let you get to the list. All right, you know what? Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get to this list, Damon, because, listen, this show, we already off the rails, but I, but I like it, though. But 306, though. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be, there, right. I'll be there with my shades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dude. Peace. All right, All right bro. I, I promise 407, I'm going to get to you. But if I don't at least at least get to some of this damn list, we won't talk about the list at all. Um, you know what? Nah, we're going to go ahead and clear this call list, and then we get to our regular list. 407, what's up, 407? You might as well come on in. What's good with you? There we d- 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 407, hey, what's, yeah, what's up? I want to 
I want to I want to talk I want to talk about um uh uh Dalton Schultz. You know he was good, but he wasn't falling off the bone good. You know, so oh. he ought to just hang on in there. You know what I'm saying? And far as far as um the front office, they need another Wilma Clay up there and and a, and a Skywalker Steel or two up there to get this thing straight, get this thing popping. That's hey. all I got to say. Later, my guy, appreciate you. They don't want me up. In there. <laughs> Don't want me up in there, but I I appreciate I appreciate that man. I really I really do. I, I I'm not I ain't I ain't that dude. I have my opinions and things like that. Will McClay though? Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, listen. I I concede to Will McClay or whatnot, but I will say this: I just see what's going on around the league with more successful teams than the Cowboys over the last decade plus, and I say, well, you know, I mean, it's a copycat league. Why not? I don't think it's rocket science. Why don't I try a little bit of that? I ain't the smartest dude in the world. That just seemed obvious to me, but it's neither here nor there. All right, listen. Let me tell you about the ride of the week. Then we're going to get to this list because I don't want this show to get too, too far left. More left than it's already been. So let's get to the ride of the week, which is the 2022 Mazda 3 hatchback. For buyers with that champagne taste, but only a sparkling cider budget. I love it. The 2022 Mazda 3 delivers a premium package at a normal compact car price. It's offered both as a sedan and hatchback and can be equipped with an optional all-wheel drive, a punchy turbo engine, and enough upscale features to be taken seriously. So hit up FreemanMazda.net for more information or visit Freeman Mazda in Irving, Texas. Let's go. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. <laughs> Talk to Sam. Stephen Jones is using QuickBooks to manage the game. <laughs> Just cheap, mate. There's a man. I see. 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 We did so many shows on this earlier in the off season that I tried to move on now with the with the draft. But there was a good uh, Andrew Brandt. He was on Pat McAfee's show, and he he described the cap and how the Rams and other teams are able to do the things that they're doing. Man, it's a really good clip. I might even play it later on in the show. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where we go from here. But essentially, there's obviously a loophole, clearly. Um, and it has to do with kind of the pockets of the owners, which I, I really didn't piece this together. But the upfront money, come, the cash money coming out of the owners' pockets is what the Rams are doing. And they're just, I understand the kick the can down the road situation. Um, and they're just like, whatever. We'll pay the, the upfront cash, the prorated Stuff will catch us five years from from now if it does, right? Because you got the TV deals kicking in. But Andrew Brandt just described it so effortlessly uh, in a great way, and it goes to show you that Jerry talk about there ain't a check I wouldn't write, and there might not be. But Stephen Jones is taking that goddamn pen out of his hands. The money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> 
love that with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, it is a big, it is big topic, toxic. It is. Fans get mad at you for talking about it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. But all right, it's time for the week three OTA list. There's a number of different things on here. But I'll be remiss if I didn't start off with Jalen Tobert returning to practice. Dak Prescott came out and said on uh, at the Home Run Derby. I thought I might have heard him mention, but I wasn't close enough. But at the Home Run Derby, that Jalen Tobert uh, is back at practice. And one of the things that I'm going to be watching from the Twitter's Twitterverse, right? And hopefully we talk, we'll get a chance to talk to somebody uh, that's there today, is where the hell... Is Jalen Tober being lined up? Um, how how is he connecting with Dak, et cetera? Because from my understanding, they outside of practice, they still go to the Dak yard, right? And and they do they practice uh there because the CBA doesn't really allow them to practice with the coaches but so much. And we know how important it is um at this moment for Jalen Tobert, James Washington, Simi, you know, all these guys that connect with Dak. Because the receiving core is not the same. It's no longer Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb to start off this season as it's been the last two years. And before Gallup, I'm sorry, before C.D. got here, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper for the last three years. It's no longer that. It's a, an entirely different room uh, sans Michael Gallup. I'm sorry, sans C.D. Lamb. So getting Jalen Tober back is extremely important. And I'm just going to be curious to see how he's moving out there. It was a hamstring. Uh, curious to see if his impact is felt from a physical standpoint uh, with him in the lineup as opposed to the TJ Vashers, the, you know, whoever, the Drummonds, the Fryfogles of the worlds, right? The semis of the worlds. Uh, getting the third round pick back, I think, is important. So keep an eye out on one Jalen Tober. Jalen Tober, you, sir. You just made the list. You just made the list. Tony Pollard. Snap count in the slot as well. Only right that I bring that up. Okay, now Tolbert's back, right? Where's Tolbert lining up? Is he outside? Is he inside? No matter where he's lined up, still not enough receivers out there um, really to, to, to be a, a threat if he had to play, right? So I still think at this moment, TP needs to be involved in the passing game. Um, getting some of those reps and seeing what he can do. I'm just throwing stuff out here thinking, if TP shows here in these OTAs and mandatory minicamp, and then we get into training camp that, I, he is a viable passing option downfield, in the slot, whatever. Don't we have to see more 20 personnel? I don't know if they just didn't trust Tony Pollard to be out there with Zeke or what, but if he's showing that, okay, you know, James Washington's out. Jalen Tober's out. Whoever else is out. Gallup is out. But he's picking up that slack. Don't you got to put him out there with, 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 with Zeke? I don't care if it's in the backfield and you motion him out. I don't care if he starts out in the slot. I don't care if he's out wide. Just find a way to get him out there and get involved. So I'm going to be, you know, keeping my eye out on TP's involvement with Jalen Tober back. I think those two things are very interesting to look at because we talked about this on Watch Show, actually. Well, I asked him a question. Where do you want to see so-and-so lined up? I personally want to see Jalen lined up on the outside as a boundary to start off. But if we go back and hang tight with me here, I'm going to try to find this 
Uh, if we go back to when Jalen Tobert, come on, come on. There it is. Uh, when Jalen Tobert was discussing at Senior Bowl where he's been lined up, he had this quote at the bottom. I wanted to learn all the positions and be able to do anything I can for the team. So I took it upon myself to continue to learn and grow uh, as a football player. He talked about you know X, Y, Z, uh, and whatnot. And you saw his slot numbers increase. You saw that. So I'm wondering what, what Coach McCarthy is going to do because he did ask Tober, you know, can you play here, there, and there? And that's all fine and dandy. And we may not get the answer that I want about the slot position and the receivers in general until the season. But I do think it's important to know who is this primary slot receiver this year. We talked about it before. I think it's important to know that. All right, let's get back into the chat before I get to the rest of the list. But TP, Jalen Tobert. You just made the list. Made the list. Legend says he's excited about Tobert. Uh, somebody needs to place, replace Noah. You know, Noah must be doing something every offseason to stay on this team. And there's no knock on him. It's just, it's got to be somebody that could outplay him, but it eh, hasn't been. Is the big pun dude in here again giving y'all trouble? Like, I'm just curious, big pun. There's no Eagles content creator morning show? Oh, it probably ain't. Uh, Captain America, I think Tober will eventually replace Gallup. So, Cap, they just signed Michael Gallup to a five-year deal. Now, again, that doesn't mean he's going to be here all five years. But um, interesting you say he, he's going to replace Gallup. They, they got at least two to three years involved in Gallup. There's a conversation I might want to bring up with my boy later on. I think we talked about it before. But after looking at. What was that contract here? $75 million, $25 million per year mark with uh, Cooper Cup. I have a hard time believing Steven Jones. I don't care how much the cap goes up. I don't care if there's $1 billion in cap space. I have a hard time believing Steven Jones is looking at that number and it's like, yeah. If CD Land balls out, cool. I have no problem paying that. What I mean by that, Captain, is think you might have the wrong receiver just leave it at that i don't want to put too much i don't want to put too much of that energy in the air i'm just saying going off the way that this guy steven jones operates that's all that's all noah's here for special teams and blocking downs man that blocking down crap is ridiculous why am I running out my fifth wide receiver just to go out there and block? That, that literally gives it away. Isn't that what we complained about in 2018? I remember it vividly. Fourth and one. Noah Brown comes in. Huh? We know what's about to happen. Motion Noah Brown in. Run up the middle. And that's exactly what happened. And it got stonewalled. I think that's silly. Uh, no one knows what the rooks are going to be able to do until camp. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Big pun. Now you trolling. Nicobe Dean will lock down Tobert. Listen, dog. I like Nicobe Dean. T Tobert ain't some run in the mill athlete. I like Nicobe Dean. 
But please go to your coaches and I beg of thee to put Nicole Dean one-on-one on Jalen Tobert. Are you out your mind? Now I said this show was for the intelligent rival fans. Now do I y'all do I need do I need to give him his coloring book? Come on, big pun. Don't do it to yourself. Uh TP annual salary is under a million dollars, yeah. All right, let's get back to the list. Number three on today's list, the tight end rotation without Dalton Schultz. Really going to be interested to see how this goes down. Um, and I wanted to play this audio for you guys real quick because I thought just out of curiosity or just because he was drafted and you got McKeon, but really after that, I don't really even sprinkle like that, but it's early, whatever. I thought Schultz would be higher on a depth chart than he was. I asked... Uh, think it was Bobby Belt. I said, hey, you know, now with Dalton Schultz not being around, will we see Sean, or not Sean McEwen, will we see Jake Ferguson, my apologies, getting some of those one-two reps? And this is what Bobby Belt had to say about it. Well, I mean, from what we've seen at OTAs, it'd be more like they're moving up from, you know, him and Peyton Hendershot are moving up from tight ends five and six to four and five. They've Whoa. given all the reps to the veterans. And so all the reps have been Schultz, Jeremy Sprinkle, Sean McEwen, and then even Ian Bunting. And so uh, I think they're just kind of, you know, bringing them along and, and they're, you know, they, they still believe in them. It's just, I think they want to kind of hold their hand a little bit until they get used to the, the veteran work and, and working with the veterans and stuff like that. And so this may accelerate it a little bit, but I mean, a lot of the reps to this point have been, you know, with throws from Ben DiNucci and Will Greer to them. That tune go ham, like, So, <clears throat> excuse me. That was Bobby Belt about it. Uh, that caught me by surprise. Now, I totally understand. <laughs> about to show y'all this. I totally understand rookies having to earn their spot and things like that. So it does. It doesn't shock me that he's kind of down a depth chart, but. When he, when he said that they'll be bumping up from 5-6 or 4-5, I was like, oh, okay. That is interesting. But I think I don't think it's going to take long for Jake Ferguson to to kind of get some of those tight end two reps. But I don't think Sean McEwen is going to make it easy. I don't think he's going to make it easy. I think Sean McEwen is, is – I like him. I told you all before. I, I didn't really – I really didn't see the need to sign Schultz because I think McEwen could have literally followed – that same trajectory as Dalton Schultz did. Uh, now, I could be totally wrong, but they brought him back, which, cool, whatever. Um, but I don't think they're going to keep him around, especially since Jake Ferguson has been drafted in the fourth round. So we'll see. I want to I hear about this rotation without Dalton Schultz. I'm going to ask about it and pay attention to it. I think I found... Because I just, <laughs> I just saw a post from that dude, and I'm sorry. One second, y'all, because this is crazy. We got to be better than that. We got to. Hey, hey who, what's your name, dog? Big pun? <laughs> big pun. I think I found you, bro. <laughs> Give me one second, big pun. Here you go, man. Here you go. 
Go ahead now, take your coloring books and your crayons. I'm gonna give you your bib. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna uh, 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 get you a little high chair, all that good stuff. Okay? We're gonna make sure that you have something to do while the grown folk have conversation. All right? You gotta talk to them like that because we don't we don't want them to start you know throwing temper tantrums. Cause see the way I was brought up, you start throwing temper tantrums. Ain't, ain't, ain't going to be none of that Go in the corner Alright big pun There you go Now we done gave you your damn coloring books And your crayons Go have fun in the corner somewhere Okay back to the conversation Because <laughs> you starting to take it all You know all types of ways here We're talking about Nicole Bay Dean Being the best What are we doing What's up, Danny? Now, now see, now, now what you don't want me to do. Get my guy that paint houses on your ass. Let's get back to the list, man. Hey, tight ends. You just made the list. You just made the list. Osa Odigizua versus Chauncey Ghost. Probably like, what? Well, I got to put this up there, y'all, because... Osa, not Osa, is back in practice last week. We saw that. But Chauncey Ghoston was getting the three tech reps. Oh. Oh. Okay. First team reps. Not Trish Neal. Not Neville. Ghoston. And I, I brought this up before. Maybe the, the conversation has changed with the competition. It's Ghoston versus Tristan, but maybe it ain't. Maybe it's Ghoston versus Osa. I'm keeping my eye on this one. I'm going to ask somebody specifically, hey, man, what's up with that three-tech rotation now? This is week three. This is week two of Osa being back. Is, is Ghostin looking like that for real? Because if that's the case, now once we get to camp, we're really going to have to keep our eyes on, on this three-tech situation. Now, again, these are rotation pieces. They're, these aren't guys that are playing 45, 50, 60 snaps a game anyway. But it will go to show just how fast uh, Ghostin is improving and I don't want to say it's, I don't want to look at it as a knock on Osa because I do think Osa year two is, y'all know how I feel about him. But it would tell a lot, it would say a lot to me about Chauncey Ghoston, though. It would say a lot. Uh, Toxic says, I love to see Osa versus Ghoston, iron sharp as iron. Same here. Uh, I'd much rather see this battle as opposed to Tristan and Ghoston because I, I, if it comes down to Tristan and Ghoston, Unless Tristan is just fantastic and just absolutely killing it. Then the conversation needs to be, well, let me see what Ghostin has, because I know what Tristan is. It's year four. It, it, nothing he's the same dude he was. So, but Ghostin year two already is looking different. So I would rather see those reps go to him as opposed to a guy that is what he is. It is what it is. It is what it is. See, Tino? Tristan who? Uh, Flo says Hill was going to be cut. Let's be real. Dude hasn't done anything since we drafted him. Danny, I'm the enforcer. Short but shouty. Uh, give him a sippy cup. <laughs> he says he hasn't done nothing. Talking about Tristan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 18 of 50 plus games he's played in his career. I'm ready to see these other bucks get those reps. Just them. And honestly... 
Another, another question I would love to ask. I'll see if Kyle may talk to somebody. But, hey, Trishan, whose idea was it for you to move inside? Or whose idea was it for you to put on this weight? I think the staff or the organization, whomever, probably the staff said, hey, I know what we got in Tristan. Yeah, he can come to camp. We'll let him battle. We'll see what's up. Hell, he may even make the team, right? Because somebody may get hurt or you just need the depth or whatever. But this fella here, this right here, this right here, he has more ability inside than Tristan Hill. I want to see it. Or he has more traits or he has more things I like. Just put on a couple extra pounds. I want to see it because I know what he is. So I would love to ask, was that a Dan Quinn call? Was that an Aiden Dirty call? Was that a Will McClay call? Whose call was it to move him inside? Chauncey Gosen. Osa Digizua. You just made the list. You just made the list. Peasy know about that short bus, shawty? I, I asked Michelle that the other day. I just I knew she ain't see it, but this is like, whoo, this is old school YouTube. Short bus, shawty. All right, um, let's get back to it. Told y'all, we're going to go through this list. Originally, this was going to be a real short show, but the beginning of it, we had that passion come through, and I loved it. The other guys. Gotta let you win. Anybody ever see the other guys movie? It's it's a Will Ferrell movie. Not everybody likes Will Ferrell, but I personally think it's a, it's a funny movie. Israel McQuamble, Quentin Bohannon, Nashawn Wright. What's up with them? Where they at? Where they at, though? And again, it is OTAs. I'm not even, I, listen, I totally understand, right? Like this isn't, no pads are on, there's no hitting, nothing like that. Uh, but again, what did I say before? And I'll stand by it. Much rather hear that you're making things happen as opposed to getting work. Now, I didn't hear any of these guys getting work, so that's a great thing. But for a team that doesn't participate in free agency like that, for a team that's not going to go out here and make those type of trades, we talked about this earlier in the offseason. Year two guys are going to be extremely important. In fact, I'd argue the year two dudes are going to be more important than your free agents because they're going to be sticking around. And they're going to be emphasized more to the front office because they're our guys. Now, we're talking about late round picks here besides Nashawn Wright, but hey, that's the type of pressure you put on your team. So I just want to hear what's up with Izzy. Because we don't have a backup free, true free safety. I do like Donovan Wilson to slide over there if he needs to. But Izzy is technically your backup free safety. Okay, so let's let's see what's up with Izzy. I just want to hear what's going on, man. Does he look better in his back pedal? Does is he covering better? Is he does he seem quicker? Is he what's up with him? That's all. Big Bo. That's my guy. I was excited for Big Bo to come on here because we ain't had a big one tech in forever. We're hearing about Ghost and putting on that. You know, we're hearing about Neville putting on that weight. I'm not saying Big Bo had to put on weight. I'm just curious. Is Big Bo looking big or is it Slim Bo? Is it, is it Quicker Bo? Is it Bo Knows? You know, I just want to hear a little bit more about Bo. You know, he, he's him and I think Ridgeway are going to be having to rotate in that one tech situation if they're both on this team. Um, I can't wait for that battle. I can't. Ridgeway versus Bo. Oh, yeah. And then Deshaun Wright, the one that I think has the most pressure to perform in regards to these young guys because he's a third-round pick. But I don't know if he's going to be able to get in there. He got four dudes in front of him. 
So maybe maybe it's not fair to put him on this list because he sounds like he's just going to be a special teams guy again. And let's just be real. A.B. ain't going nowhere. J. Lou ain't going nowhere. Diggs obviously ain't going nowhere. And we'll see what happens. I almost caught him ball. We'll see what happens with Kelvin Joseph. He ain't boss, man. He Kelvin Joseph. So other guys. Bo. Izzy. Deshaun Wright. You just made the list. You just made the list. We got a super chat in the building. Appreciate you. Super chat. Uh, Who is that there? Let me see. Brando. What's up, Brando? For the $5 donation. TJ Vasher will be an important part to our O. Not because we're slacking, because he could be that special. Said Wilson type of stepping in and game changing. Boy, Brando. That's, a, that's heavy. That's a lot of weight to put on TJ Vasher. That's a lot of weight. Let me take a sip of my coffee. Hold on. Because I'm, I'm looking at it like if TJ Vasher Brando is an important part to the O, I do think that is because we'd be slacking. So either somebody got hurt or somebody's not performing up to task, Brando. CeeDee Lamb's going to be your guy. Michael Gallup's going to be your guy. Jalen Tolbert should be in your top three or four. And then you got James Washington, who I, I mean, I can't sit here and say TJ's better than James at this. You know, Maybe he does things better than like high point in the ball, but James Washington has skills. So where, where are we fitting TJ Vasher at in that? Who are we sliding out? The rookie? Are we sliding out uh, James Washington? So if he's an important part, somebody either got hurt or somebody ain't performing up to task. And then he said the said Wilson type of stepping in and game changing. I don't consider said a game changer. I think said much like Dalton Schultz was a a a great part of what was around him. You know what I mean? Great part of what was around him. Uh, but that is that is heavy weight to put on TJ. And if that was to come to fruition. I don't know. I don't think it'd be what you think is what I'm getting at. I don't know if it'd be like, oh, my God, TJ Vasher is here to save the day. I think it'd be, Jesus, we're we're now down to our sixth wide receiver. What the hell happened to the room? And I don't trust Kellen Moore if it was like, all right, he's our sixth wide receiver, but we're going to we're going to specialize. I don't trust him to do it like he's going to be in the red zone type of guy. I don't trust him. And who are you taking out there? Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I like TJ, and I do think he needs to be used, but then maybe throw him in there when you're spreading out wide on the 10-yard line and you got Lamb, Gallup, and Vasher, and let's go. Because I can't take Lamb out. I'm not taking Gallup out. But if one of them is hurt, let's go, TJ. A Nigerian says, outside of red zone, how would, he be, how would he help? It would be red zone for me. I mean, if he's going to be important, It'd have to be in like one of those like tight end red zone roles, man, where it's like, yo, you you end of the season, TJ got four touchdowns, all of them was from inside the ten yard line, type of thing. But if it's like, yo, TJ got fifty catches for five hundred yards and three, four touchdowns, this somebody got hurt or somebody is not performing up to up to par. And I like TJ Vasher. Uh, Anthony Brown needs to go or get benched. I'm sick of it. DJ, you wasn't here the other day, huh? You wouldn't like that show. We was praising AB. 
Oh my, Brando said, what if he takes Tolbert's spot? That's not good. I mean, good for TJ, right? Like, salute. But if he takes Tolbert's spot, like flat out beats Tolbert, let me ask you, let me ask y'all. How confident are you in Tolbert moving forward if he can't beat out TJ Vasher? Who I don't think is a better route runner than him. I don't know. Obviously, he's not faster than him. Um, I don't think he's as versatile as him. Taller, he's bigger. You can go up and get it better and things like that. But that's your third-round pick, man. That would be interesting if he beats out a, a Jalen Tober. Uh, Marvin Jones, Scott, if it's expected to take a player, here we go, three years to become a consistent contributor, how long is it expected for an offensive coordinator slash play caller? Well, I can't, that is something I'd have to ask a coach, right? Uh, that's been around. And in fact, Sean Payton, I think, spoke on this when he when we were playing the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know if it was this year or the previous, but he talked about, uh, Kellen Moore and being young and understanding how difficult it is to be a young offensive coordinator surrounded by these veterans and these co- these veteran head coaches. It's hard to get your word out there or your, you know, and Sean's a different animal, right? Like if Sean Payton, who we know Sean's a strong leader, a strong dude. If he's saying, yeah, it's tough, man, to, to kind of get that respect early on as a young offensive coordinator, you can only imagine how much, how tough it is for a guy who isn't as strong. I mean, can Preface this for somebody go telling on Kellen Moore Sky said you. This is just people that have told me he's not that type of personality. These are organizations that have interviewed Kellen Moore that said he's not that type of personality. It is what it is. Uh so that therein lies, we we'll bring it back full circle. That's why I always thought it was weird to throw a guy so green to give him the keys to a Ferrari. Who doesn't know how to drive it thought it was weird and sure we look at these these fun numbers but like bobby belt said if you go back and listen to that interview he might hit that gas real fast right but when it comes to make that turn because you can go straight in any car just hit the gas and let's go i'm going straight but when it's time to turn does not slow down and brake shift gears and all the other stuff three years in a row now he showed he doesn't so I think you should have gave it to an experienced driver. It could have been a young experienced driver. The Michael Daniels of the world. The Kyle Shanahan was a young experienced driver. The I always bring up the same guys because that tree is just fantastic, but it is what it is. Uh, there's other guys. Brian DeBalls and all that stuff. So how long? I, I would have to talk to a coordinator that's been around this league and, and a multiple to, to kind of give a collective you know, gathering of data and, and come up with a number. But I will say this. If, if they're that green and you got that kind of offense, I'm not giving it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving it to him. Michael uses diesel. Uh, do we have a single burnout receiver drafted or not, says KG from D.C.? We do not. Burner? No. Uh, Toxic Tom, Scott, do you think Mo or Kellen Moore have shaved in their lives? Man, this game don't count. Let me tell you this, Toxic. I did see your, your uh, and, and shout out to Professor Oh, He sent me this. If y'all are watching Stranger Things right now, Mo do look like, is it Henry Creel or Victor Creel? The young Victor Creel? Ah, I should bring up the picture. 
He definitely looks. Mo, if you're watching, you look like Victor Creel, bro. Betsy says today's media can't wait to hear from the from the from the boys. Yeah, me either. Me either. That's why if you were just tuning in, today is another installment of the list. You just made the list. Kind of go through it here before we end the show. Jalen Tober's his return. I'm looking to see how he looks, how he's moving out there, and more importantly, where he's being used because we haven't seen him yet or heard about him uh, with the the veterans. Tony Pollard, kind of similar. Now Tobert's back. There's a little bit more depth in the receiver room. Is he still getting those slot snaps? Is he still getting snaps out there with Zeke? Is this just all a facade? Is this to make us happy in, in the offseason? Then once the season starts, they won't use him out there. Who knows? Uh, the tight end rotation without Dalton Schultz. That explains itself. I want to see how these guys are, are moving around while Schultz is out holding out. Uh, Osa versus Ghostin. Well, Ghostin now moving in to play more three-tech and some five-tech uh, defensive end snaps, but I think the conversation might be shifting towards Osa v. Ghostin as opposed to Ghostin v. Tristan Hill. And then the other guys, Izzy, Bo, Nashawn Wright. I want to hear something. What's good? Because with Izzy, he's a backup free safety. We got a guy who's a starter that's been career injury prone, so that's an important position. Bohanna, hey, man, they drafted a guy to come challenge you. So I want to see if you're up for it. And then Deshaun Wright, just anything um, from a cornerback standpoint, uh, if we if we can. It's early, but it'd be nice to hear something. So that is the list for today to watch, y'all. You just made the list. I'm going to get to a few more. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and close these phone lines um, in about two minutes. So if you want 351-999-3787, if not, we're closing it. And we're going to get out of here at a very decent time. Very deep. proud of y'all. We didn't go three hours a day. Uh, Jarvis Wright says, Stranger Things last episode was wild. Man, that last episode was... <laughs> the whole season. I told y'all. The best Netflix original series of all time and one of the greatest shows of this century, man. Period. Uh, CJ says, Sky, it's really funny that the three and four letter networks are saying Tony Pollard needs to be involved more. I almost did an entire show dedicated to that ish. Uh, Mina Kimes, who's fantastic. She had a uh, a great segment on the same things we've been saying since what, CJ? We've been saying this since. Well, I've been saying it for years, but I mean, like specifically with you guys. Week nine. When we started noticing that, hey, bruh. Where the hell did Tony Pollard go? So it ain't nothing new to us. But yeah, you know, I guess they're calling them out now and we'll, we'll see how it comes about. Special K says, what about number one? Uh, what you mean, brother? Sky, how does Cooper Rush do? I haven't heard much about Cooper Rush besides him getting picked sixth by uh, Marquise Bell. That is, that's interesting. Like, is Cooper Rush to y'all? Y'all feel safe because of how he performed last year against Minnesota? I walk in competition. It ain't like it's a bunch of these guys walking around out there. I definitely walk in competition to Cooper Rush, though. I think people see that last play where he, you know, to Cooper and be like, see, Cooper, Cooper Rush, look. Or that pass to uh, uh, Sam Wilson, like, see, Cooper Rush. We forget we was ready to throw him off the cliff after, after the first half. And not even just the first half, in general. But them two plays, 
get the, the, the play to said gave him a little bit more rope. Like, all right, let's see what happened next. He wasn't doing shit for the rest of the game. Then he threw that ball to Cooper, Amari Cooper, who made a spectacular circus catch, but only because the cornerback just didn't catch the interception. So, I mean, I don't think that game was enough for me to be like, oh, Cooper Rush, backup quarterback, case closed. Nah, bring in some competition. Will Greer had a chance to be that guy last year. We brought him in last year. Will Greer didn't, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he looked like. Oh, Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, he, we talked about, he made the list last week, Special K. KJ made the list last week, and I, he was one of the guys. I want to hear about Kelvin Joseph, right? Um, and, and I really didn't. I asked Chill about it. I said, hey, has there been any shakeup in this cornerback room? Right? Like, is Nashawn Wright, is Kelvin Joseph putting pressure on these guys? Is, are they getting some of these first-team reps? And he kind of just laughed because he was like, listen, the cornerback room, the same as it's been. He said, I haven't seen nothing from Nashawn Wright. Um, and I can't remember exactly what he said about Kelvin Joseph, but there doesn't seem to be any movement in the cornerback room. So I got my answer on KJ. Chris said Cooper killed it in that. Cooper who? Amari Cooper? Not Cooper Rush. Don't get me to doing a damn film session on Cooper Rush in that game. <laughs> Shit. Should have had like three interceptions. I, I, I Listen, I don't want to do this. To, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this to, 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 to Cooper Rush. He is a Dallas Cowboy, y'all. I hope he looks I hope he looks great. But he damn sure did not kill it, in my opinion, in that game. We did a film session on Will Greer uh when he got signed. You know this, Danny. You can have the best cannon in the world. That don't mean shit at the quarterback position, right? Like there's so much more to the Q- QB position. Watch Will Greer at Westbrook. Danny. It's 2022, brother. This ain't West Virginia. There's actual tape of Will Greer playing in the NFL. Like we got, we got that tape. I, we don't got to go back to West Virginia. I got tape of him in Carolina. Sure, he has a live on. Cool. You know what's more than that, man? Come on. I love D- Danny. Will come here. You, you kind of like Mar. I'm telling you about that that 17th round pick, man. He gonna be a. Come on, dog. Be real here. CJ Richards, Sky, how are the safeties doing at OTAs? Uh Marquise Bell made a pick. I uh, think what's the cast? Uh Hooker. Hooker got an interception as well. So there's something. There's something. All right, we got a couple more and we're going to get out of here. KG, KG said Will Greer is Ryan Leaf. I don't know if he that bad, man. I don't know if he that bad. But but he damn sure ain't nothing to write home about. For sure. Uh will August 20th preseason game versus Chargers will be the dress rehearsal game since only three games. Yes, Betsy. I, I personally believe that. We talked about that yesterday. Uh since it's only three preseason games, most likely that second preseason game will be the dress rehearsal. So if you're out in LA, go make the, you know, go make the trip and um check them out. Check them out. I'll try to be out there as well. Probably not around that time, though. But, hey, 
do me a favor if you may. Hit that like button. Hit that sub button if you enjoy the show. Share this content with your your Cowboys family, friends, foes, whomever. Because we're going to continue to grow on this channel because of y'all. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, Sky, who's your number one safety of all time? My favorite safety of all time is Darren Woodson, uh, who I think is the greatest that I've seen. I know you got the Ronnie Lots of the Worlds and, the, and all that good stuff. And salute to those boys. But Ed Reed, and I, I love free safety play. Ed Reed, to me, is the greatest safety of all time. And I don't think it's a far stretch. So sue me. Sue me. Uh, Sky, be sure to keep your eyes on Ryan All at camp. With that said, I'm going to say this to you about Ryan All, sir. No, to the no, no, no. Damn, I know goddamn Ryan All. I don't. All right, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and hit this button here. Make sure y'all tune in later tonight. Mauricio Rodriguez will be back for the final show of the week, A to Z Sports Prime Time. I'm going to reach out to my media friends and see if we can get one of them on tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, if we don't, all good. We'll get a lot of nuggets and notes from the media that we'll talk about uh, on Friday. It'll it'll kind of be a little bit of a roll the TV out type of Friday because we'll just kick back, take in everything we're hearing from the players, from the media about OTAs, and uh, and discuss that. So tune in for that, y'all. That's it. We out of here, man. Oh, I love Sean Taylor. Come on. Now, some of my favorite safeties. I don't got just one. Got a ton. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. But Ed Reed the best. Ronnie Lott, man. Ronnie Lott, man. Also, put Woody in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Stop playing with Woody. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.